first appearance this season jaymont welcome back what's going on what's going on listeners and htd family happy to be back always glad to have you we know when you come on you're going to tear it up on the college slate give us some nfl locks too so we truly get the full experience when jaymont joins uh half the distance to the goal and i'm excited um definitely coming off of a weird week five but i couldn't think of a better person to get us back in good graces i'm gonna try to man i'm definitely gonna try well, that's all we can ask. Brett, how you holding up over there with the with the hound I mean, dog? The dog dog is going crazy right now, but we're we're okay right now. She just I just had to take away her uh, squeak toy second game, so <laughs> I had to throw that on top of the counter. She's looking at it. But yeah, rough week last week, but we're glad to have J Mont hopefully uh hopefully turn us positive this week. Yeah, that's always a plan. Um, we got some really big games this, this um, week. I mean, Bama, A&M, we got Red River. We have a little bit of everything going on. But before we get in too far, j go ahead and give everybody a, a rundown of how you've been doing this season, um, college and NFL. We want to hear it all, the good and the bad. And I'm sorry if y'all can hear that, man. I'm, like, not too far from the road, and it's pretty loud. Um, but uh, pre- pretty solid um, year so far, man, little ups and downs. Um, I'm trying to cut down on my volume that I'm putting out there and make sure I'm really picking uh, exactly what I like and what I think is going to win, of course. Um, I've had a few parlays come through for me, um, a few pushes that I wish it didn't push that could have went my way, but overall pretty solid, not too bad so far. That's excellent. And we're hoping to get back on a good track with the show technology this week. The last two weeks, we've just had weird technology lapses. Um, so we do apologize for that. We are working, trying to get better. So um, bear with us, and we'll recap week five, and then we'll go ahead and hop into week six. Like I said, week five, not the best in the world. Um, definitely could have done a little bit better. So now in Coles Barbecue, no play. I was in the, the adult playground in Vegas, the jungle, last week, and I did not give them ample time to give us a show pick. But they do have one this week, so now in Coles Barbecue, 0-0 for the week, no play. They are still 3-2 and two for the season. And leader in the clubhouse was myself. I was 4-4. Four and four. My wins. And, guys, I've been hammering these over-unders. I, I really want to look back and see, like, what clip I've hit these at because I think I've missed maybe one this season. So uh, my over-unders seem to be, like, solid right now. Uh, my four wins, Cincy, BYU, over 49.5. That was a really solid win starting on Friday. And then Michigan, Nebraska, over 39 and a hook. Game played out exactly how I thought. Michigan hit the over by themselves. I figured they'd have to open it up, and Nebraska tried to help even though the game was in hand for me. I also hit uh, Maryland laying 14, never a doubt there, and then Texas Tech, very good win, um, laying eight and a half points there. My four losses. Louisville, they won at State. When he got that interception at the end, I really wanted him to take it to the house (laughs) because the game was in hand, but Louisville did not cover three and a half, got hooked there. Um, Good for Virginia Tech. They came out, played Really good game from start to finish against Pitt. So Pitt did not cover two and a half. They didn't even win. Uh, USC did not cover 21 and a half. Very weird game against Colorado. I was pretty comfortable that whole game until, 
you know, I just kept looking down at my phone, Colorado touchdown, Colorado touchdown, Colorado. Okay. And I knew that didn't have a chance. Uh, Brett, you were right. The defense is still as bad as advertised. And another team that I've been depending on a lot this season, Washington did not cover 18 and a hook. Uh, Arizona gave them some fits, which was a little weird. So again, not the best week, not the worst week of four and four brings me to 25, 21 and two on the season. So still up overall. I'm going to just t- roll with the punches and um, hop back on it this week. Any any takeaways from last week? I know I briefly mentioned USC Colorado. What do you guys think uh, about that one? I mean, like I said, no defense. I mean, they got out to, what was it, 35-7 at one point? You thought the spread was – I mean, you thought USC was going to cover the spread themselves. And yeah. then Colorado comes storming back. USC has a defense problem. I don't understand why Lincoln Riley keeps – Alex Grinch on the uh, on staff. I think he should go for. It's like he doesn't care about defense because I mean his defense is still sucked at Oklahoma. So yeah, I don't know. They have a defensive problem. But I don't think they're the best team in the Pac-12 either. So I definitely agree with you there, man. They they were rolling. They started off steaming and they got up a lead, and the defense just decided to stop playing. Um, I'm not sure when it's going to be, but it's going to cost them big. It's going to cost them big. That defense continues to play like that. Yeah, for sure. Um, next up in the clubhouse was Court. Court was one in three. He did win uh, Mizzou land 13 and a hook, and his losses was Duke, heartbreaker to Notre Dame. Um, USC, Colorado, under 74, no shot there. And then South Carolina did not cover 12 and a half at Tennessee. Um, I didn't text him and get like his overall feelings for the game, but I do know that he said USC, Colorado was just a weird game. And, and man, Duke, Duke had Notre Dame where they wanted him. And then Sam Hartman got that fourth and 14 or fourth and 16. That didn't play out too well. So court one and three brings the guests overall to 13, 12, and two. So they're floating around 500. Jaymont's going to get that number up this week. And Brett, I know you said that we can skip this, but we have to talk about it. Uh, Ofer on the week, Ofer five, Utah plus four and a half, Pitt laying two and a half, Penn State, Northwestern under 46, did not hit. TCU laying 14, uh uh-uh. uh. And then Georgia could not cover 14. Um, talk to us about Georgia. Georgia, I I don't know. I I think the they're starting. I mean, they started with South Carolina. They struggled against South Carolina. They they pulled through in the second half, but that game was a struggle. They got beat in that first half, and then uh, yeah, this this weekend uh, Auburn Auburn's not a good um, they're not a, they have a quarterback issues, but they struggled at Auburn at uh Auburn too. So Georgia's gonna be tested, um. I think they would be tested this weekend in Kentucky, but it's at Georgia, so I think I think they'll win. But I don't. I think the great thing about college football this year is I think it's wide open. Yeah, it's I don't wide think it's a great open. Team. Yeah, I, which which I'm hoping we get new blood in the playoff this year. You know. Yeah, I, I agree. I um, another takeaway: Utah plus four and a half. We do know that they need Cam Rising back ASAP. Um, that quarterback uh, situation isn't going to last a lot longer the way it is. And then Penn State Northwestern, <laughs> you hate to see it, but the over got you there. Yeah, I mean the the Penn State game, I thought I thought I was good at one point, I really did, and then Penn State just kind of scored at the end. Um, yeah, I, I got to stay away from the over unders. I'm not doing what the over unders. Um, and you know, one one thing I like to point out is. Uh, my Mountaineers are four and one right now. 
Yeah, they're they're going bowling for sure. Uh, West Virginia, not as bad as we thought, huh? Well, I I I still don't think we're great, but I think the Big Twelve is down this year. I mean, you you saw firsthand how bad Pitt is. You know, they're terrible. Um, I was looking at Pitt's schedule, and they might they might not win another game, honestly. Yeah, um, they're kind of in the boat. I thought they technically not in another football yeah. game season. Texas Tech, we got lucky with the weather, but winning at TCU was pretty impressive. I'll, I'll give us that. So we play Houston next, which I think is a winnable game, and then Oklahoma State after that, which I think is winnable as well. So we'll, we'll see how the uh, how the rest of the season goes, but I think the Big 12 is definitely down this year, and we don't have to play Texas, which is nice. Good stuff. Well, an 0-5 week, which will not repeat itself, brings you to 21-12-3 on the season, and that's pretty crazy to say. Uh, Brett, you're off to a remarkable start. I'm still up nine games, so I want to see you roll it. Power parlay missed all three legs. Louisville, Pitt, South Carolina, ball it up, throw it in the trash. Five and 12 week for the show brings us to 62, 47, and seven overall for the season. So still as a syndicate, we're tearing it up. Um, I'm really confident where we are right now. And like we said, Jamont's going to get us back in good graces. So Jamont, the floor is open. Wherever you want to take us, feel free. All right, man. Um, so we're going to start out here on um, Friday night at 7 p.m. Um, I'm going to take Kansas State with the 11 and a half. Uh, when I checked, it was 11 and a half. I would love for that number to go down, actually. Um, get you or, 10 and a half. 10 and a half? Okay, well, uh, put me on there. 10 and a half versus Oklahoma State. Um, this is last year's conference champion playing to me what is a subpar Oklahoma State team. Um, if you look at last year, Oklahoma State started off five and zero and just finished the um, season two and six, and they're they're on a road to another disappointing year in my eyes. Um, like I said, they lost to Iowa State and South Alabama this year already. Um, we know what Kansas State did last year had a, had a pretty solid year. Went ten and four before losing to Bama um, in a playoff last year. Um, they're averaging thirty eight points. Right now, um, a little bit under 500 yards per game, but their defense is only giving up 15 yards, uh, excuse me, 15 points per game, excuse me. Um, I think that goes perfectly with this Oklahoma State team. If you look at last year, um, they won 48-0. Um, they're getting a NFL lineman back. Kansas, excuse me, Kansas State is getting an NFL lineman back. Um, let's rephrase that. Kansas State is getting an offensive lineman back this game who's nfl ready excuse me let me say that the right way um i just all signs to me just point to take kansas state in this game i can't see it any other way brett you're on this too aren't you yeah if i'm on the i'm on the same thing as him um i learned real hard a couple of weeks ago how bad oklahoma state is um <laughs> when i puked them against uh was it south alabama or whatever so it's a, it's a big it's a big spread and it's at Oklahoma State, but I doubt they'll have many fans. So I'm with uh, I'm with Jamon here, and I like uh, Kansas State to cover. Nice. And just adding on uh, some more trends I got right here. Um, Kansas Kansas State is seven and two at the spread um, their last few games, and they're nine and three the last twelve versus Oklahoma State. Um, so I love that. Just the trend versus them going against each other. I, I'll take that any day of the week. Heck yeah, that's awesome. Okay, let's do it. I am not going to have a Friday play for you guys this week, so I am going to hold off on there. 
Um, I think you guys are on the right side, though. Like Brett said, I saw all I needed to see against uh, Oklahoma State, South Alabama. So I think you guys are on the right side. This could probably be a, a two-touchdown spread, and I'd probably still feel confident. So uh, good luck, you boys. And I am going to take us to Saturday. Um, let's start noon kickoff on Fox. <coughs> Sorry, Mike. Uh, I am on the opposite side of Ohio State. I've really enjoyed betting two teams this year, Maryland and Washington. Maryland is the gift that keeps on giving. I have not seen enough from Ohio State this year to have them convince me that they could cover, you know, and let's just say fully cover, 21 points, three touchdowns against another team that actually has a pulse. I mean, you never know who's going to go down. I know they're at home, noon. You know, it's going to be crazy, crazy in Columbus. But Tulia, I think that this Maryland team is playing with enough poise in Moxie. Give or take, they haven't had the, stiff, the stiffest competition. But even if I need a backdoor cover here, I don't see Loxley taking out the starters. I see him playing them the whole game. Uh, Marvin Harrison, probably going to go crazy, due for a big game. But I'm one of, I think this is probably going to be a little more low scoring than um, the experts. Let's see, the total here is 56 and a half, 57. I think that's definitely too high. So. If Maryland can slow down the pace a little bit and don't let Ohio State just you know just limit the possessions, I think the Terps can cover twenty right here. So I'm gonna take Maryland uh, catching twenty in Columbus. No man, I yeah, I, I don't hate it. I think there's a chance. I, I think there's still a lot of unknown with Ohio State. Yeah, like they don't have that explosive explosive offense like they've had obviously with like C.J. Stroud the last couple years and. You know, good competition. I think this number is a little too high. I can see that, and I I believe is Ohio State coming off of a bye week. Did they play last week? They might be coming off of a bye. Yes, because they played Notre Dame two weeks ago. Okay, okay. Um, yeah, I'm not I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. All right, uh, Jaymont, board's open. All right. Um, where do I want to go next? I, I guess I'll just stay with the Tom slot. Will is anybody playing? I mean, I would assume y'all playing Red River Robbery. Let's do it. No, we we don't have to go there now if we don't want to though. Nah, let's do it. Let's stay in the twelve o'clock window. I'm diving right now. All right, let's do it then. So we're going to Dallas to the Cotton Bowl. I'm going to play over sixty and a half. And uh, this is, um, again, the numbers I have is when I look this up. Yeah. Um, although it's still 60 and a half. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Um, although Oklahoma State struggled to move the ball versus Cincinnati and SMU, despite winning the turnover battle, they lost 49-0 last year without their quarterback, Dylan Gabriel, because he had a concussion. If you have any type of fight in you, I believe you circle this game and you make this your revenge type game. Um, we know this isn't this isn't the same Oklahoma team as last year. Um, just in defensive loan, um, I read they have nine new scholarship transfers, and as a team, fifty players that did not play in this game that have not played in this game before. We know that's a lot because of NIL. The um, the um, transfer portal, we know how it goes now. That all tells me it's going to be a lot of butterflies and a lot of nerves when they get to this atmosphere. This is the Red River rivalry. This is going to be huge. 
Um, Texas has been rolling so far this year. We know that. Um, arguably the best-looking team right now. But if we're being honest, they haven't played a starting quarterback for four quarters since week two with Jalen uh, Milrow. Um, I believe that this Oklahoma team can come in there and, and, and cause them some problems. Um, over is just going to be the way I'm going to go. I try to cap the game. I see a lot of people going text. Excuse me. I see a lot of people going Oklahoma, but I like the points here. A shootout, just like the Red River rivalry was. Brett, you playing this? No, I'm staying away. I, you know, uh, Texas, I feel like I know who they are. Oklahoma, I still think is still still out there. I I think I don't – I still don't know how well their defense is. I know the defense has improved from last year. Um, but I, I think Texas is going to be fired up for this one. Like, like Jamon said, I mean, um, yeah, I, I think – I just think Texas is maybe different this year. I mean, I'm interested to see how this game goes. But I'm, I'm staying away. I just don't know much about Oklahoma this year. I, but um, – yeah, I think it's going to be a good game, though. And that's what I hope for is a good game. But I think there's just still unknown on one side. All right, uh, Jamont, I'm with you. Let's hear it. Okay, let's do it. A lot of points. Um, on Monday, I wrote down over 59 in a hook, over 60 in a hook. Yeah, same same things in play. A lot of points here. I can I see Texas getting theirs. Tex, I mean, this game is always bonkers. Like, someone's throwing up in the 40s, and I think it's going to be pretty close. So, Everything leads me to the over in the pipe and hot pick of the week from now on Coastal Barbecue. They are on the Longhorns. Originally, they had six and a half, but they can get five now at a lot of places. So they're going to play Texas. Five-point favorite at the Cotton Bowl. Um, hook them. And a lot of points. All right, let's do it. Brett, you're up. All righty. Um, I am going to Louisville. I'm going to um... – Notre Dame's coming to town. Notre Dame has had a couple crazy last two weeks. They had the tough loss at uh, versus Ohio State, and then they had a good, a good win at Duke. That was last second again. Louisville um, undefeated right now. They just had a win at NC State last week. That honestly was one of the most boring games I think I've watched. I mean, that game was hard to watch. Um, I don't think Louisville's that great. I really don't. So I, I like Notre Dame to come in. Six and a half point favorites, and I like them to cover by at least a touchdown. We can get five and a half. Oh, give me five and a half then. Jamont, you on this? Man, it's something I definitely looked at. It's something uh, this almost made my card. It did not at the moment. I, I'm rooting for Brett here. I'm, I'm rooting for him here. Dang, I'm just agreeing I mean, with everybody. What did you see? Yeah, okay. All right. I, I was hoping you're going to be on this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, I saw nothing that Notre Dame's going to run it down Louisville's throat. L- Louisville's pass defense, pretty good. NC State's offense, and I have a play there. I'm, I'm coming back to them. So, all that thought. I mean, State has no running game, so they couldn't expose Louisville up front. But I did see Georgia Tech take advantage of them the first game of the season. Um, I, I I like everything about Notre Dame here. This should probably be 10 points. So I think we have a lot of value. Yeah, I, I agree. I was surprised kind of to see the, the spread like this, even though, you know, I've, I have been kind of disappointed in Harvin the last two games. He's been, like, last week at Duke, he was a 50% passer. 
um, overall completion. And then really he didn't he didn't pass those ball grade against Ohio State either. So I think this was a good game for him to kind of come back and get back into the group that he was at the start of the season. Yeah, and Louisville's defense isn't anywhere nearly as good as Duke's is. So this is no. – Notre Dame's going to eat this up. Yeah, I mean, Louisville just – their defense looked good last week because NC State often sucks. And I don't think the environment is going to be that bad for them either. No, I don't either. Nope. I have one more game for the 12 o'clock window, and then I'm going to jump to uh, maybe Raleigh, North Carolina for a second. So let's go play Rutgers against Wisconsin. Rutgers is a very physical team. They play hard. They're 4-1 against the spread this week. Nothing that Wisconsin showed me against Washington State made me believe that they can do anything good. Um, Wisconsin, other games this season, they beat Buffalo um, by two scores, a little over two scores like they should. They beat Georgia Southern the same way in Purdue. We saw how bad that they were. Uh, The line that I can get, I say that I saw on my phone this week was plus 14. Let me go back to it yeah, because that's Vegas Insider. That's what, I, that's what I saw at one point, too, because I was I was looking at this one. Looks like it's maybe down to 13. So I'll take Rutgers plus 13. Um, nothing that Wisconsin does scares me. I think the Knights are probably a better team, and this is definitely a money line play. Um, upset in Madison. This is one I was thinking about. I'm not going to pull the trigger on it, but I I like you in this spot because I don't think Wisconsin's that great either. Rutgers has been playing well. Shockingly playing well. All right. Uh, Now that that one's off my board, I have one, two, three, four plays left. What about you guys? Uh, One, two, three, I think. Three. Yeah, I got three, and then one I'm, like, still looking at. Okay, cool. So I'll give one more, and then um, we'll circle around again. Like I said last week in the group chat, I was on the wrong side of Louisville-NC State, barely. But I I said the under on the show last week. The under is a 1,000% in play. In the chat room, I said I'm firing NC State under rest of the season. So uh, let's see the best I can get. Should be around 46, I think. Ooh, it dropped. Okay, under 44 and a half. Yeah, this is a rock fight. Uh, final score will be NC State 13, Marshall 10, probably. Way too low. Uh, no offense in Raleigh. And State's defense has got to give Marshall hell all day. Um, yeah, the sad yeah. thing is, I think NC State's offense is not enough to of a Marshall defense. So under 44 and a hook. Um, yeah, I, I have a play in this game. I'm taking a spread, actually. This might come as a surprise to you. But I'm hoping – this is where I'm coming from, is I think, uh, in case people don't know uh, or listening, you know, Brennan Armstrong got benched. Dave finally made a big move for once in his life. You know, MJ time. Yeah, it's MJ Morris time. I think he's going to come in. I think – Maybe not ignite the offense to like incredible levels, but I think he's going to provide a spark for this offense. I mean, because let's be honest, it couldn't be any worse than it was before with Armstrong. Um, so I, I think State can win this by a touchdown. So I, I like State to cover the six and a half here. I think it being at home as well helps. 
And I just think the change of quarterback is what a lot of people have been asking for, and I think it's been provided good spark for this offense. So give me State six and a half. Nice. Yeah, <clears throat> that change in quarterback can definitely uh, spark, you know, the crowd and the team, and, and I, I like where you're thinking and where you're going with that. The, the, those signs around Raleigh crack me up. The picture of MJ Morris missing. Man, if you've you seen him, please contact Dave <laughs> Doran uh, wearing a red shirt. Yeah, he's not red shirt this year. Uh, Wolfpack needs him for the rest of the season if they're going to make a bowl game. They got some work to do. I'm, I, I'm just surprised it took – well, I'm surprised Doran. I think Doran was taking so much heat that he knew he had to do it because Doran's just the kind of guy that, you know, he likes to stick – he like doesn't like to, he likes to be starboard and just stick to his ways. So I'm glad he's finally taking the heat for it. Yeah, I agree, 100. percent uh, Jaymont, why don't you give us one more um, college and then give us an NFL play? All right, um, man. This here, this is a pure fade UCF bet. So I'm taking Kansas plus two. UCF pissed me off last week. That was one of the worst backdoor covers that ever happened to me personally betting in my life. So just to recap for anybody who doesn't know, UCF went up 21-0 in the first 10 minutes of the game. They were up 28-7 at halftime. They were up 35-10 starting the fourth to have 26 unanswered points to lose 36-35 in regulation. In regulation. That's the craziest thing ever to me. Um, I understand they're already 0-2 in conference play. Uh, I believe Kansas, Kansas is 0-1 in conference play. This is a chance for them to bounce back. Um, I believe Jalen Daniel will be back this week, but if not, let's go Jason Bing. Um, it's like I said, it's a pure, a pure fade UCF bet. Um, so I am taking Kansas plus two. But while I was looking at this, I started looking at um, how many yards um, Kansas gives up. Although it was Texas last week, they gave up 661 yards. That's a lot of damn yards. Um, UCF gave up almost 450. I want to say it was like 440-something. So while I was looking at this, I'm still on my Kansas plus two, but I'm also going to take the over as well, over 64. Nice. Let me get that over number locked in for you. Over, yeah, six, uh, 63 and a half, even better. Yep, 63 and a half. Let's do it. Yeah, I was, I was kind of surprised to see the spread on this, to be honest. Well, I know Jalen Daniels is not – he's not playing. They already announced Jason Bede's playing. Okay, okay. Um, which kind of – it sucks because I like Daniels playing, but apparently he's got something on his back or something like that that he's going for. So Bean, Bean is playing good. I mean, Bean's not Bean's solid. Um, so I really, I don't, I don't hate this at all for for you. I think I was kind of surprised to see UCF as the favorite, to be honest, because Bean's no slouch. So I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I don't know, I'm kind of shocked that UCF is the favorite at Kansas here. Jaymont, I love this play. I love, I love the Kansas uh, spread. I, they definitely win this game outright. I'm not playing it. It wasn't on my card. But I kind of wish it was. I'm not going through it on though. That's bad luck on the show. So I'm gonna let you be. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go Kansas. Let's go JB. 
Um, and for the NFL, man, the, um, this is really a crazy week in NFL. If you just go down the list and look at all the spreads, a lot of them, it's not many, well, double digits is out. That's rare anyway. But it's a lot of um, one, a lot of 2.3 points. It's not a lot of big spreads this week. Uh, but something that is sticking out to me is going to be this primetime game of the Dallas Cowgirls and the San Fran 49ers. And Dak just has to show me. You got to show me, homeboy. You got to show me that you can win, and it's going to be in prime time. I don't think you can do it versus CMC and them boys. So I like San Fran full game with the three and a half. I will also try them at the halftime as well. I love that. Yeah. Um, also, the if you ever told me in my life that the Lions would be a 10-point favorite over the Panthers, I would have said you're drunk. It's yeah. that bad right now. That is wild. It's not good. It's not good at all. I love that San Fran play. Yeah, they blow out Dallas. This is a Dallas spot upset. We're going to see Stephen A. on Monday wearing his cowboy hat, um, <laughs> oh, talk, yeah. talking shit to Jerry Jones. This, this, this is classic. Yeah, yeah, that's obvious. Good play. A classic letdown for them, for sure. I yeah, do want to ask a question while we're on the NFL. Dude, what the world is wrong with Cincinnati? I know Joe Burrow's hurt, but outside of that, dude, since he looks awful. Well, I mean, I think that's a big part of it. I mean, Burrow, I mean, Burrow got his money. He's like, you know what? I'm just going to chill now. Do you think they play Jake Browning eventually? No, but I I think I mean I think they're in trouble though they're definitely in big trouble. You see, uh, um, Jamar Chase saying he's always open. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. So a lot of I, I'm a Pittsburgh fan. I love Pittsburgh, so I'm a little uh, biased. Oh, I'm a little biased with this. Um. And a lot of my a lot of my guys know this whole season and last two two seasons, I've never believed in Cincinnati. I know they went to the Super Bowl, but I just never believed in them. I've never seen it from the organization. Um, but I agree with Joe getting his money. I kind of think that they're kind of chilling at the moment and, and they are in some trouble. Um, but, but while you said this, I just want to point this out. If you didn't know, the fuckery is in the building. And excuse my language, but the fuckery is in the building. First off, why did Sean McVay kick a fucking field goal in that moment? You couldn't win the game. You couldn't do anything but cover at that moment. So it's it's here. Then secondly, Patrick Mahomes, why didn't you just score last week? Why didn't he just run it in last week? I <laughs> you know, take the knee, let the time go out, da-da-da-da-da. But everybody in their mom know to a game-winning touchdown like that, you're going to score in that moment. I'm only pointing that out here to the listeners, to the HTD family, because we are family. Watch out now because the fuckery is in the building. If you don't believe it, that was a soup that was a uh, Buffalo Wild Wings moment. And and we watched it and we called it entertaining. Yeah, that was wild. The the field goal, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> that was that was crazy. That was crazy. All right, Brad. Uh take us somewhere in college. You're up, dude. Speaking of NFL, real quick, I just saw that Dick Buckus passed away. Yeah. It's sad. R.I.P. Old Buckus. Mm. Um, all right, I'm going to UCLA. Um, Washington State's coming to town. They're a three-point dog. I, I like Washington State in this position. 
Uh, usually we know that the Rose Bowl, nobody usually goes to the game, so they're not going to have to worry about the crowd. Um, I, I, I like Ward has been playing a lot of quarterback for Washington State. They're 4-0. They have good win- They have wins over Wisconsin and uh, Oregon State as well. Um, I, I like Washington State to uh, cover the three, three points here against UCLA. Get you three and a half. I'll take that too. Four different places. Um, yeah, Washington State, I don't understand why they're the dog. And it's moving in your direction. That's just yeah. kind of wild. Yeah, I, I yeah. like, I like yeah. that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that. Um, I'm definitely rooting for you there, Britt. I appreciate it. I always like to see Wazoo doing well. If uh, Kayla never moved to North Carolina, um, she was going to probably go to Washington State. Fun fact, though. Yeah, we have a soft spot for the Cougs. Absolutely. Um, my next play, I'm taking us to the obvious, most obvious play of the week. Um, I was wondering if you could go here. Yeah, yeah. Florida State, uh, 23 and a half points I can get in three spots. Yeah, they're going to beat the hell out of Virginia Tech. Dude, Virginia Tech may lose this game by 40. It, I mean, watching both teams a lot this season because Florida State's actually relevant again, and I have to let my eyes bleed while I watch the Hokies. I mean, it's just a different caliber and athlete, um, play calling, everything. I mean, Florida State's better off playing against their twos than this Virginia Tech defense that just gives up big play after big play. Um, I know they play well against Pitt, but them going down to Tallahassee, um, 3.30 game, ABC, a lot of eyes going to be on them. Those boys not ready. They're they're just too young and they're just frankly not good enough. Um, lay twenty three and a hook with the Knolls. Is is drone the is he the quarterback moving forward? Yeah, for Wells sure. Hurt. Wells is hurt, hurt, but even when he comes back, he's not getting his job back. Yeah, see, I I looked at this one. What is it? You can get a twenty three and a half. Yeah. Yeah, just throw me on there. Yes, sir. Might as well put it all on there, man. Let's party. Let's do it. I, I was looking at this as well. It did not yeah. make my card, but but uh, I'm, I'm going to ride with you guys. Let's do it. I hate to see it, but it has to be done. It, it's, too, it's too good of a play. I mean, like I said, that just shows you how bad Pitt is. That's very true. Yeah, they're they're UVA bad. They may be worse than UVA, actually. <laughs> so saying some. Well, we have a couple big games left to talk about this week. I know we ain't talked about one. Uh, Jaymont, let's see if you you know where to go. Well, I'm not sure which game you're talking about. I think this is this might hit one of them. Um, it's now moved down to a pick'em. Um, I think that is in my favor. Um, I'm going to take the Crimson Tide here versus Texas A&M. We understand that it's not the same hype as it was last year with the offseason comments of the narcissists and all of that. But we know Nick Saban hasn't forgot about that either. Um, The last time Bama was in College Station, they lost. If I'm not mistaken, it was like a last-minute field goal or a last-minute touchdown, something like that. Um, and they almost lost last year. Um, I'm just rocking with Bama, man. The last time that they were, um, this is the first time since 2015 that Bama has been favored by less than a touchdown versus A&M. And in that game, they won 41-20, 
three and they were favored by five. I feel like they're disrespecting Nick again. Um, give me Bama. Brett? Yeah, I I still I still don't know about Bama. I really don't know about Texas A&M either. You know, I I know Wegman's out for the year for Texas A&M, but Johnson he's not he's not bad. He he's got a lot of uh, plays under his belt. I mean Texas A&M, you know, still in the back of my head, I see them getting killed by Miami, um, and then Alabama. I I still don't know. So I'm staying away from this game in total just because I think with both teams, it's still unknown. Honestly, the the whole SEC is unknown because, you know, you have LSU now with two losses. Um, I I think that part's interesting. So um, you saw Auburn go toe-to-toe with Georgia last weekend. And I think think it's fun this year in the SEC because there's not one dominant team this year. And that's what I love, honestly, the most. Yeah, Javon, so the number on both sides is one. Uh, Bama one-point favorite, A&M one-point dog for what we can get right now. I'm I'm going opposite side of you here. I think this is a spot game. I don't think that the dynasty is over, but I do think that A&M gets this at home. Like you say, the game two years ago where um, their kicker made it late, that was was an awesome game. I think A&M's offense is definitely a lot better with Bobby Petrino. At the helms calling it i think jimbo finally stepped aside and doesn't kind of realizes you know it's time to actually like be a head coach and let somebody else call the plays i think milrose is going to hit a couple deep balls for sure um but moose muhammad jr dude he is a monster i think he's going to have a really big day out there in Caulfield. um the 12th man is definitely going to help help down there in aggie land so gig him I'm going to take A&M here. Um, this is basically a pick game, like you said. Um, I think A&M nudges Bama. Well, this is one one that I can say I won't be rooting for you for, but we're going to say may the best team win. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> for sure. All right, uh, Brett, you're up. All right. This is my last one, I believe. Um, so uh, everybody saw the, the news about Tez Walker today. Um, he's going to be able to play for UNC. The NCAA, their statements, they're just wild, honestly. What I mean, did the statement they, say? I, I heard about it, but I didn't actually like look into it. It was basically saying like uh, that it, UNC had the opportunity to provide information about the whole uh, – what was it? I don't know. Trevor was talking about it. But it, it's pretty public knowledge in the first place. And so basically – the NCAA was blaming UNC for not providing this information. Um, so they were just blaming UNC for the lack of information they were getting. But the spread, nine and a half, Syracuse coming to town. I think uh, Tez Walker is going to help this offense even more than it already is. He's going to be huge for Drake May. Uh, Syracuse got killed by... Clemson last weekend, so I, I kind of like UNC in this, in this uh, what is it, nine and a half, right, is what yep. I can get. So g- give me uh, North Carolina, nine and a half. I think they win this game by 10. Jamon, are you hopping on board? I'm not hopping on board. Um, this is a game that I'm, I'm eager to watch, though. This is one that I really do want to see. I want to see how it plays out. So all the excuses are out of the bag for Drake May. You you have your number one receiver. You have a legit number one for what we think he is and what he was hyped up to be. 
go do it, man. Like you're not in the Heisman Trophy race right now, so you you need to connect on some balls. So I, I'd like to see it too. I know uh, Wilson's going to that game. He's not coming to the state tailgate that week. By the way, anybody in Raleigh or in the surrounding Triangle area, we're gonna have a really big tailgate out there at uh, Carter Finley this weekend. Probably gonna roll out there about 9 a.m. They're Tanner smoking a pork butt. I'm making wings. And we're going to have probably about 20 people there. TV going to be up, finish game day, watch the 12 o'clock, and then roll into Carter-Finley around 1.45-ish. So I would love to see anybody out there um, listening. Feel free to drop by. It's going to be a good time. And like always, the red and white from NC State will be rooting for a loss across town in Chapel Hill. <laughs> All right. Um, I have one more. Jamont, you have one more too? Or are you good? Uh, yeah, I got. I'm gonna do one more. All right, let her rip. All right, so this one here is going to be Michigan minus 19 versus. I think it's actually 18 now versus uh, Minnesota. <clears throat> I believe this is a prime time game, and I think uh, Michigan has the advantage with the big boys. Uh, the blue is number one in my eyes. They're my favorite team that I like right now. I just I see something in them, even from last year. I know um, their season ended not the way they wanted it to, but but it's a team that I'm kind of rooting for, even if it's biasedly. Um, Minnesota to me just isn't a isn't a good team, and for Michigan, this is a time for you to win and win in convincing fashion. fashion. Um, in the last 10 versus each other, Michigan is 9-1 and one straight up and 8-2 and two with the spread. Um, I'm, I'm just going to continue to roll with those trends there. Um, I like Jim Harborough. Um, wasn't a fan. I don't. I like the way the team was playing for um, when he was suspended, but there was times where they could have covered and they didn't cover. Like, yep. they be, they're, like, playing with their food, and there's no reason. And I believe last week was the first time they covered all year. Um, but I, I think this will be the second second time for the year. Um, I do know Minnesota has eight interceptions on five games, and I think uh, Michigan will capitalize off of those turnovers. If not a touchdown each time, at least um, three points. Man, they can really run that rock, and um, I, I expect them to continue to roll right here. I like it. I think this is a really good spot to have Michigan cover back-to-back weeks after a slow start. Um, 18 is a good number there. Uh, I think you're on the right side of this. Let's see. First quarter is four and a half, uh, and first half is ten and a half, nine and a half for the first half. I like, I like that first quarter as well. Yeah, that first quarter. If you can get four and a half, that's a that's a good number. Yeah, they don't they don't sound bad. I think you're on the right side. Appreciate it. Brett, any, any feels for that game? Yeah. Uh, no, I think I, there's really three main teams in the, in the Big Ten we know. It's Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State. And I think until those three play each other, I think it's just going to be cruise control until they, I mean, that's, that's really what it comes down to. I, I'm interested to see – the Penn State, Ohio State game here in, in I think it's two, three weeks, I believe. So. Nice. And I will wrap us up. Uh, let's go to Berkeley. Oregon State, non-point favorite. You know, the unfortunate thing is that Ben Finley isn't playing. But the sad thing is is that the first-string quarterback, uh, Sam Jackson, the fifth, he's not that much better. Uh, Oregon State, I think DJ has a big game. 
going to be 10, 10 p.m. No, like you say, like UCLA and Cal get no fans. It's not going to be exciting. DJ's going to go in there, light it up, and go on home. So uh, give me the Beavs playing nine. I think they work, Cal. Man, yeah, I'm, I'm going against my grain here because I said I was trying to condense my plays here, but this is literally the one that I left off. So I'm rocking with you as well. Put me on. Let's, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. Oh, <laughs> no, nah, man, look, I, I had it. This is the one I literally left off here, man. Uh, or, uh... <laughs> you, you left it off for a reason. Don't you trust me? Never, never go with. I mean, even though I did go on the Florida State one, which, which means we're all going to oh, lose. Man, you're thinking one. wrong. You're thinking wrong. But um, that's the spirit. Uh, hey, I'm just trying to win a game this week. That's what I'm trying to do. All right. Well, that rounds me out. So there's a lot of plays on the board. Uh, last play that we agreed on, uh, Oregon State laying nine for Marcus and Jaymont. Uh, we talked about Texas. We talked about San Fran laying three and a hook. So everybody take a look at your board and let's throw a play in the hat. 910 Coastal Barbecue, their play for the power parlay will be Texas laying five um, in Dallas. I, I'm uh I'm going Notre Dame five and a half. half at Louisville for mine. Yep, you're good. Five and a half, sorry. Um uh, let's go let's go big blue. Five and a half. Michigan. And I'm going to throw in Red River over sixty and a half. That's a strong power parlay. Uh, and, again, my over-unders have been solid, so it's definitely probably my favorite play on the card, that in the Marshall NC State under 44.5. So the power parlay is Red River over 60.5, Notre Dame laying five going to Louisville, and Michigan 18-point favorite against Minnesota, and then Texas five-point favorite in the Red River showdown. Is Let's let's give this one last scan. Make sure we didn't miss any big games, important games that we're not going to bet on, but that we may find intriguing. So noon window. Our Red River's going to dominate that one. Do, do you think uh, Kentucky has any chance? I mean, yeah. If they run that ball like they did last uh, week against Florida, they have a shot. Yeah, the problem is I don't know if they're going to run that against Georgia, even though Georgia's defense hasn't been looking great either. Leary, Leary has to step his game up. He's been very average. Just, Leary hasn't been that great, honestly. Yeah, he's been very average. He's been like 50% um, completion passer the whole year, so he needs to step his game yeah, up. Yeah, the last one that I want to talk about, and it's a line that I wanted to take. Texas Tech is a one-point favorite going into Baylor. I kind of see red flags there, but I really wanted to bite – Yeah, that, that one, I, I just, I don't know. Texas Tech is hit or miss. They were supposed to be the, you know, dark horse this year in the Big 12. Um, and then Baylor's, I don't know. Yeah, so that, I mean, if Baylor lost to UCF last week and they lost to Texas Tech, they they might have fired uh, Dave Aranda. Because, again, remember, they, they started the season off losing to Texas State. Hmm. Yeah, it was a bad, bad loss. Yeah, it started off bad. 
And Texas State probably like forty five or whatever on them too. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm eager. I'm eager to see the Arkansas Ole Miss game. Eleven and a half, dude. That I think Arkansas can cover that. But then again, Arkansas hasn't done a lot for me this season, um, or given me like faith that they can do a lot well. Yeah, it's obviously one I'm not playing, but I'll, I'll tune in a little bit just to see kind of what's going on. All right, well, let's go ahead and round it out and say these picks. So, now I know Coastal Barbecue. Thank you for always sponsoring. The pipe and hot pick of the week is Texas laying five against Oklahoma. <coughs> J-Mod's card. Kansas State laying ten and a half. Red River over 16 and a hook. Kansas plus two against UCF. UCF Kansas over 63 and a half as well. He's taking the Crimson Tide against AM and Aggieland, laying one. Michigan laying 18 against Minnesota. And then Oregon State, a non point favorite against Cal. Brett's card. Kansas State laying 10.5, agreeing with Jamont. Notre Dame laying five. NC State, a 6.5 point favorite at home against Marshall. Washington State, plus 3.5 at UCLA. And then Chapel Hill, 9.5 point favorite in home in front of all that baby blue against the Orange Men of Syracuse. Uh, Marcus, my card. Sorry. But did you Oh no. Did you put the FSU one. game on there for me too? I gotcha. And Brett is also on FSU laying twenty three and a hook. Uh Marcus, my card. Maryland plus twenty at Ohio State. Red River over sixteen and a half with Jamont. Notre Dame laying five and a half with Brett. Rutgers plus thirteen. NC State Marshall under forty four and a hook in Raleigh. Florida State twenty three and a half point favorite at three thirty against Virginia Tech. Texas A and M plus one at home against Bama. And then Oregon State agreeing with Jamont, laying nine. Power parlay, Red River over 16 and a hook. Notre Dame laying five and a half. Michigan, 18-point favorite. And then Texas laying five. NFL play of the week for Jamont. Every time he comes on, it usually hits, so you might want to take it. And this one seems pretty obvious to me. San Fran, three and a half point favorite against Dallas. We don't trust Dak, do we? No, nah, man. Nah, Dak got to show me, man. You got to prove it to me. I haven't seen it yet. All right, J-Mont. Well, thanks for joining us, Brett. Always fun talking to you every week. And other than that, we're going to let Manny Fresh take us out. And thank you for tuning in to Half the Distance to the Goal. We will be back next week. Like a forest in the truck and I'm a pool. Massive so set, big open deck. Hardwood flows and that thing that can